Well, every night I go out running Or riding my bike I like the sweat, I like the flow I get, I like the feeling of the night air Hitting my lungs I like the feeling of rain While sticking out my tongue Sometimes I like to pretend I'm on a secret mission Sometimes I'm just making sure it's not something out there happening That I'm missing And I swear to you I get a real high from it Fuck alcohol and fuck all that shit and fuck TV Let's meet up in our bikes down by the old train bridge I'll race you downtown and I'll show you what you miss from me inside And let's live our lives tonight Let's ride our bikes into the We are giving this a shot. Slap. So, yep. Welcome everyone to the Garrett Schalke podcast. I am your host, Garrett Schalke, and uh, yeah, we're trying out new exciting things today. Actually, <laughs> I will not go into it, but I'm working on a secret project. And uh, one of the things I that we that we've been talking about is uh, what what way am I am I actually having these mics pointed properly? And we we don't know. We, we're trying to figure out, and uh, we're trying it a different way now. Mm-hmm. So we're pointing it like for instead of like well, you would see like a regular mic, how it's just like pointing right at your face, you know, like a cock. <laughs> this this time we're uh, having it face up, like like like, like your lover's face. <laughs> no, more more like I don't know. You see like a swing musician. Frank Sinatra or Elvis hold their mic. Brian Setzer. Is that what it's called? No, <laughs> no, that's another swing musician. Oh, really? Brian Setzer, the Brian Setzer Orchestra. <laughs> you, were, you were alive in the late 90s, man. Hmm. <laughs> Brian Setzer Orchestra. Google.com. The Stray uh, Cats. God, God, there's a meme going around that shows like a swing guy. Like, uh, he has like a beard. He's kind of got like a square-shaped haircut. He's got, like, the suspenders and shit. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, anyone remember this genre? It was called, holy shit, this is terrible. Turn that shit off. <laughs> anyway, yeah, welcome to the Garrett Schalke podcast. Uh, yeah, summer's nearly done, folks. And uh, kind of like last year, and I think maybe the year before, I kind of did, like, an impromptu summer vacation from recording because you know i was just having so much fun this summer you know i just did not have time to podcast but hey september is around just around the corner sadly the prophesized white boy summer is about to come to an end so here we are you get another episode and and joining me uh as always is uh zach elmblad Zach, thanks for being on. And what? That was not a bull, folks. But I assure you that we are on a lot of drugs right now. I'm making foley for Garrett with my okay. iced tea. Yeah, yeah. We are. I assure you, folks, we are on a lot of drugs right now because uh, that's the only way we can cope with life. Well, uh, devoted listeners of the Garrett Shelkey podcast will know that we're. Um, informally sponsored by Glacio Smart Water, and um, I have chosen to um, 
uh, what would you call adulterate my water <laughs> with um, iced tea powder. Yeah, did you ask on that? What is that? Oh, vape juice. Vape yeah. juice? Yeah, I, I gave it a squirt of vape juice, too. I prefer to oh, orally God. consume you, my nicotine these days. You, you actually did that? Mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> nope, I'm being facetious. <laughs> All right. All right, well, we're here. Hot damn white boy summer. Yep. Me and my iced tea. Yep. We're here. We're queer. We're <laughs> a la drugs, and we're recording. I am on a lot of drugs. And we're really hot, too, which is why we're keeping that fan on. Mm, Yeah, metaphorically, literally. And I will use the power of noise reduction to get rid of it. (laughs) So, yeah, uh, Zach, uh, how you been, dude? I'm all right, man. Had some, like, life upsets, but other than that, good, hunky-dory, same as always. Yeah, since we were talking about summer, uh, how's your summer? Well, uh, my apartment had an, an unfortunate fire in it, so I spent most of the summer moving. <laughs> All right, uh, let, let's talk about that, because I did see the post. Yeah, uh, so imagine, if you will, a drunken idiot, about 3 a.m., decides that he wants fried chicken. All right. So he's got a little fryer, and he's got his oil, and he heats that little fucker oh, up. Oh, he's making this himself. He's not like <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. not going. He's, he's, not he's going, deep frying chicken in his kitchen. He's not. He's not going to uh, the chicken coop. Nope, or, no uh, chicken coop. Or I mean, checkers. Well, we live in um, post-pandemic America where nothing's open after fucking 10 p.m. So, you know, true that. If you want fried chicken, <laughs> there's no yeah. Chester fried for you, my guy. You got to fry that shit Fuck. yourself. So he uh, either well the. He was falling down drunk, which is the problem, so no one really knows what exactly happened. My guess is he probably took frozen chicken tenders and just dumped them in hot oil, not knowing <laughs> what that was going to do. Um, but he, he says he left it on or something. And, um, the apartment was on fire for about five minutes, like fully engulfed before um, a neighbor pulled him out from the apartment. He was like on the couch. Like, passing out and, like, passed out drunk, right? Like, that's, like, the reason that this Mm -hmm. happened. And so he, like, ate his chicken, got chicken-itis, and fucking fell asleep (laughs) and did not turn the fryer off. Is that what we're calling it? Chicken-itis? (laughs) Chicken-itis. That's what me and Kenny used to call it. Do you remember, uh, okay, folks, this is for Kalamazoo locals only, but do you remember uh, the carousel across the street from 4th Coast and it... And they sold, like, nasty fucking fried chicken and fish out of there. Uh, Like, I I lived on that food for, like, six years. I don't remember Carousel, but I do remember... Malik's. uh, People had different uh, names for it. Southwest Niche Market, I think, was its original Yeah, Southwest. Yes. Is it still there? It still exists, but you can't get food there. Oh, I I, I remember you get chicken there. Uh, I had an unfortunate date one time that (laughs) who decided... So that she wanted to get chicken, and she got that from there. It's fuck. It was good, dude. And he put this lemon pepper seasoning on it. Oh man, it was so. They hand breaded it right there in front. Of, like they had big tubs of like just th- uh, thawed chicken tender, chicken breast, catfish, whatever. They had a bunch of shit. Big handwritten menu, right? Like a deck of like four or five fryers, and they had these like seasoned fries that they put the lemon pepper seasoning on it, and like. These guys were, um, man, I don't remember what, I actually, I spent a long time talking to Malik. I actually had, like, a 
almost a friendship, as much as much friendship as you can have with the bodega operator. <laughs> but he knew me by sight and like smiled and interacted with me. So I guess that's it's the best you can ask for. But um, man, that seasoning that he put on there was just tits. So fucking good. It's just like GFS lemon pepper seasoning but i don't know if they like dunk some msg in there or what because man it was southwest, so good southwest edge market man. it was so good it was Never. so so good yeah i like dude. those guys a lot dude my favorite stats of all time i think it's still up there with the southwest edge market <laughs> one friend said it must have been like the white guy that worked there he said like chris it, it's a beautiful day at southwest edge market how, how about you come in and get some toilet paper? How about some blunts? How about some blunts? How about a bowl? Do you need some rat poison? How about a, a two years expired Gatorade? How about some liquor? Oh, wait, they pulled our license. Never mind. <laughs> oh, they got it back. I just drove by the other day. It says oh, that's liquor good. is back in the window. Oh, that's good. Good for them. <laughs> yep. yep. That, I think that's when they got rid of the food is when they got the liquor license. One or the other. I think so, it was. I think the inspector had something to do with that. Because there was apartments above there that were, like, complete <laughs> fucking rat holes, dude. Dude. Yeah. yeah. I don't even remember why we're talking about Southwest hey, Market. Anyway, uh, back to... Chickenitis. Speaking That's of, why. Speaking of rat holes, your house burnt down. <laughs> yeah. My my house burnt down. Okay. My, my possessions were not affected. I got a little bit of smoke damage. That's it. Like, I have all of my things, I'm fine. All of my things are fine, I am fine. But the uh, the apartment is unlivable by their definition, meaning, like, the fire marshal has yeah. prevented occupation or whatever paperwork was... So, like, so they had, like... You, here's a good slumlord story for you, dude. Like, we show up, the Red Cross is there, like, the whole thing's fucked, and... Um, the people are basically like, you're not, you can't get in here. You can go in for medication and clothes if you're naked, right? Like they won't get you, they won't let you get anything. And then, so like after the fire had been like mitigated and put out, they let us back in one more time to grab a few more things. So I had like a couple thousand dollars cash, which I no longer keep in my home for this reason. It was a great but, thing to yeah. air on a podcast. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying is I now that I don't do that anymore, I'm happy speaking about it. I used to be a under the under the bed type of cash hoarder, you know, if I was saving up some money, so I put that shit no. in the fucking bank. <laughs> Dude, that's the wrong way, brother. You got to bury that shit in your yard. In my yard. Women right? fucking mason jars. <laughs> So Bury them. Um, I got my cash, I got my guns, I got the other things that I needed to grab, and um, we had to be accompanied by a state police officer. To make sure so, it was you. To make sure it was me, and they like, <laughs> checked my ID and compared it with the, the lease and all of that shit. Yes, they, they went through the security really bad. And then um, once that was all over, they literally boarded up the entire building so you couldn't get in. With like security bits on the screws. All right, so so, so you type is the it has been knocked down or anything? Not yet. No, no, so, it's not getting knocked down. They had to pull everything down to studs, but the building is going to remain. Okay, so te- so technically, you and uh, your housemate, a former guest on this show, indeed, indeed, yeah, uh, you still you guys still technically have stuff in there. No, we were the oh. the the story does continue. All right, um, so. After about three days, they started sending us emails saying something to the effect of, we're very sorry for your inconvenience, but 
you can't come in here yet. The fire marshal won't allow it. Because there was no water, there was no electric, and everything smelled like it had been burned. So once the building got cleared for them to let people in, then um, Van Damme and Cruzingo, which is like a like an engineering firm, came to like make sure that it was safe for people to go inside. Not live in, but go inside. And um, uh, once that was cleared, we were allowed to go in between 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. Um, for six consecutive days to retrieve the entirety of our possessions. So, you know, if you're evicted, you get 30 days. But if the place burns down and the fire marshal tells you to go fuck yourself, you get six. And so what ended up happening is we almost made it on the sixth day, and Jason and I gave the uh, doorman, that like the guy with the fucking screw gun that was actually yeah. like in charge of shit... We gave him a hundred bucks in a jar of weed to let us in there for <laughs> the seventh day. <laughs> and like and so we got the rest of our stuff on the last day and like all of our possessions are moved out of that apartment. We're dissolved of our lease. Um, I'll never go back to that apartment again. Yeah. It's over. The uh, Hulk music plays in the yeah, background Hulk comes. walking away. Oh, oh God! When you said Hulk, sad piano music. Oh God! I thought you meant Hulk Hogan. No, when it comes oh, crashing bro. down and it hurts inside. <laughs> nope, nope. Just sad walking away from my home. Piano music. Um, but yeah, Jason and um, uh, Robin the cat are just fine. Everybody's fine. We just started living with our parents again, which, you know, is fine. It was like, uh, hey mom, hey dad. Uh, Here I am. I know. Again. It's, I know. I know. It's gonna suck. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. They 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 like having us around. It's no big deal. There's a room for me. I just threw my bed in there. I spend most of my time in the office. So, which by the way, I believe your folks are celebrating anniversary. They are, dude. They're celebrating their 40th wedding anniversary, which is fucking astounding, considering like. If you, if like ninety percent of the read the listening population of this podcast can probably relate with me by saying uh, relationships in twenty twenty one not easy, <laughs> not good, not good, not easy, not uh, relationships yeah. bad, <laughs> relationships bad, being alone yeah. forever good, good. <laughs> always sad, never happy. Well, well, you can be happy and never sad. You just gotta run out into the woods and yeah, never yeah. return. Indeed, I got to go out into the woods. Speaking of which, very nice. Uh, last weekend, I was up in Baldwin in our like secret, undisclosed uh, camping location that we've been using since we were kids. Um, and has, has have you ever come? Do you know of any people, other people that camp there? That's actually a really pertinent question because this is the first time that we have ever found signs of other people's use of the campsite. And what we found when we pulled up was wait, wait, let, let me take a guess. Oh, please guess. I want you to guess. You come up, and there are these strange, neatly wooden crosses that are just no. around. The points variously. No death, no occultism, no, no, no Blair Witch, no Blair Witch, no meth. So what? Think think uh, about my, if meth was meth if was my second guess. If it's not those things, what would you find? Condoms. Close. Close. What if you didn't wear condoms? 
Baby diapers. Feces? Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, see, you're getting close, man. Because they were full of feces. <laughs> were they full of cum, too? <laughs> no, there was, uh, there, was, there was three baby diapers with shit and one uh, pair of men's underwear with shit. And then, uh, were um, they were they like adult diapers or no no like like basically what, oh, okay. what we surveyed was uh, uh, a family of some kind we're assuming homeless or close to it stayed here for a while um, and left a bunch of fucking trash there is what happened so we burned all the trash cleaned up oh. the site. Oh, yeah. Well, we got it good and hot before we threw the shitty diapers Wouldn't that there. still smell? I mean, you're burning Yeah, it feces. smelled like shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we just stacked more logs on top of it, dude. What, you got to do what you got to do. Spray for like, reason. We were going to pack it out three miles, so we definitely burnt it there, um, and that sucked. But, like, we we're leave no trace, guys, so we weren't going to fucking show up to a trashed campsite and not take care of it. So it's you got to do what you got to do. I have a similar story, uh. And my favorite, pl- my favorite secret location at uh, Blatford Nature Center in Grand Rapids. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I do pick up trash if I see it. Like I actually keep a little bag with me and throw in the regular yeah. trash. Mm-hmm. One time I did not do it though because uh, some person like left a, a regular surgical mask, you know, that we all wear during this mm-hmm. COVID time. Plague. Yeah, yeah. plague. <laughs> and then then there was a big turd on top. Like, their dog shit on top of it. And despite... Or they picked up the turd with the mask. There's so many possibilities. As a barrier. There's so many possibilities. Or, like, what if it's just happenstance? Like, they fucking turded. Like, they ejected the turd, and then it just happened to lie. Like, perfectly, like, wasn't even intentional. Just an accidental shitting. (laughs) What if they bombed it, the turd? (laughs) Maybe they did. Anyway, anyway, despite me picking up trash feisty and get all angry, Kaczynski on everyone. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm just going to leave that one there. I'm, <laughs> I'm leaving the turd, I guys. mean, save, no, save the environment, but I'll leave that one. I'll leave this trash there. <laughs> anyway, uh, aside from adult diaper burning, um, <laughs> was the rest of the trip good? Yeah. It was hot as fuck. Shot some, shot some guns. Burn shit. It's pretty pretty typical. <laughs> pretty typical. Laid in the fucking hammock and wished that it wasn't ninety degrees until like seven thirty PM when it got nice. Oh <clears throat> uh, yeah. I uh too am trying to pack as much stuff I about to say as much shit as I can do. As much stuff as I can do in these wane days of summer because mm-hmm. uh last year if folks dedicated folks remember it was the start of the plague, obviously. A lot of shit was shut down. I did not go on a uh, proper vacation. Instead, I spent here in Kalamazoo on a writer's retreat that just utterly fucking failed. You know, I want to interject here because I took your recommendation and stayed at a Wood, Wood Springs Suites. Oh, you did? I stayed at the one in Grand Rapids on 44th. Oh, I know that one. Uh, a, couple, a couple of, maybe a month, month and a half ago, I went on a working retreat, so I wasn't writing, but um, it was like one or two weeks after the fire, and all of my shit was still packed up, so I took all of my, my gear and stuff and went up there and just like made myself tea and worked for like 40 hours straight to just like clear my schedule so that I could get everything done. So, so 
So how was your experience with Whisper? I enjoyed it. Yeah. They got me right in. Um, there was only, like, minimal fucking noises in the evening time. Usually calm down about 1 a.m. Um, and then all of the, like, congregated folks around the, like, designated smoking area that I parked nearby were all cordial. Greeted me as I came in. Called me sir, in fact. <laughs> they were nice people. I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, I would say... Woodspring is an extended stay hotel, yep. but you can stay there, obviously, even for one night. Mm-hmm. I've done it, and I'll probably do it again in the future. But I've tried to, like, upgrade a little bit, but... Uh, it's b- very yeah, bare bones. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but I will say, it's a... Uh, I guess maybe because it's a franchise, too, it's uh, a lot better than, like, your usual crack hotel. Yeah, America's Best Inn. That is a crack. Like, the last time I went to an America's Best Inn, um, the bed was like clearly slept I walked into the room the bed had clearly been slept in and there was like a fake gold Rolex just like undone like you know if you were, were like in the <laughs> in the throes of ecstasy and decided you need to at once remove your watch this is kind of where it would be like your arm was like on uh, the, the nightstand like you would take the watch off and just sort of let it uh, fall where, where I'm at right now there is no time <laughs> right Ugh. Yeah, except for the 30 seconds that he might have lasted after that. At any rate, there was clearly some shenanigans had, had been going on in this place. Like, I think there was some ruffled sheets, if you understand the expression. And so I called Sex. the front desk, and I was like, someone definitely fucked in here. And they're like, um, oh, we'll get you a new room. <laughs> Which leads me to believe it was probably one of them, <laughs> right? Like, the front desk people were like, I'll give you a hundred bucks, <laughs> or no, I'll 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 let you put it in my pooper for a hundred bones for a Benjamin. <laughs> whatever, whatever happened in mm. there, I got a new room uh, at America's Best Inn. Oh, good for you. That's customer yeah. service. Yeah. And then once we stayed at a Motel Six in um, Albuquerque, New Mexico, and there was uh, scorpions in the sink drain, and um, like I'm gonna use. Uh, the term roach, but I'm not talking about cockroaches. I'm talking about, um, like, expired butts of marijuana cigarettes, okay? There was an ashtray with, like, three blunt roaches in it (laughs) that was, like, underneath the bedside table. And, of course, I was in my younger days back then, and we definitely took all of the, like, the the roach weed out of the roaches and put it in a bowl and smoked it because <laughs> good times. Hey man, we were like twenty two. Hey man, Jack Kerouac used to do that back then. He would like yep. pick up a the cigarette cigarette box and yep. then just put it all on a pipe. I will I will not say that I did not do that in my twenties as well. <laughs> God, you fucking scumbag. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I never I never went to like the ashtrays outside of a public establishment, like a bar or something. But what yeah. I did do is like, after all my drunk friends would leave my fucking party house, I would go through and find the half smoked cigarettes and then just smoke them the next morning. Oh. <laughs> that was good times. Oh, you know, like one of those, guys, you know, like one of those homeless dudes that would go around like to the plastic, you know, butt bins and just like lift up. The line it. is fine. All right. It's a similar mentality, different venue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Honestly, of all the crack hotels I stayed at, the only the only one I've been to that actually had like bugs that I could see straight up was uh, down in uh, Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, when I went to uh, protests 
with uh, what used to be called the School of Americas. It's called something else now. Mm-hmm. Where they basically make mercenaries and Perfect. dictators down there. Yeah, so we stay at this fucking shitty crack hotel. And for the first and only time in my life, I've seen silverfish mm. on the bathroom floor. And we found what we thought was a bed bug, but it was a little bit too big, so it was probably an actual cockroach. Me and the other person elected to sleep in the van while other people slept in the actual beds. See, what I like to do when I travel now is I take a um, travel sheet, like a, a fold. It's like a linen sleeping bag almost. It's real small. Um, like it packs up real small, but it's just a liner. You can get silk ones that are really lightweight. Um, and that way, like even if I'm sleeping in a, in a suspect hostel... Or whatever, like there's a barrier between me of what I know is me and the nasty, and like I know that that envelope of fabric is clean inside. So as long as there's not like juicy or sticky moistness in the bed, like you can usually sleep pretty insect free. Because I've stayed in some fucking rat holes in Belize and shit, dude. Like with like not only insects crawling all over the walls but also lizards that ate the insects like while they're over your bed yeah so like some pretty scuzzy places for sure and i like to have a little sleep sheet that i bring with me so that i avoid situations like there's not always a van to sleep in it's like well you could sleep out on the sand <laughs> uh, it's good to be back podcasting when we just go off ah that's what they all are well, these ones, you know, not the real professional. Ones. Not the professional ones, I see. No, just I see. No, not to not to say these aren't professional. Because <laughs> you know what other? Where else would I talk about burning feces diapers? If it's not you, Zach. <laughs> I've led a storied life. It's true. Yeah. So anyway, uh, last last year uh, didn't really do much with summer, but I did do a lot of. Uh, hiking and trail walking and a lot of swimming mm-hmm. this time around not so much because uh you know shit's still open somewhat yep so i've been delta doing, virus uh, we'll get to that delta virus delta, delta force, virus delta force but uh so i did that and uh i did get some writing done last year but i had severe writer's block because you know a plague will do that to you, it turns yeah, out. Yeah, dude, pandemic anxiety. But not this time, I... Because I would like to announce people that I did it. Da-da-da. I fucking finished the first draft of my next Godin book called Godin the Gladiator Killer. This man's a writer. Indeed. Thank you for reminding everyone <laughs> of that. But, uh, yeah, uh, made a big post about it. And uh, for those who aren't, like following my pages on Facebook, which you should, and who aren't my friends... Fairshockey.tumblr.com Official website, thank you. <laughs> and who aren't my friends on Facebook, my personal page, don't fucking add me, I'm not gonna add you. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, so I would like to give some writer's advice right here. So, um... To all the people who are aspiring writers who come to this podcast to hear, like, the best quality content... I just want to make this very clear. Um, If you are writing a novel, try to write it at, like, a steady pace. You know, not saying you don't have to take breaks or anything. You know, stuff happens. 
but try to keep at it until however long it takes to get it done. Don't do what, you know, your buddy Garrett Schalke has done and start the thing in 2016 and then finish it in 2021, running it on and off again and again and again because holy fuck, you will regret it. (laughs) Man, like... Like, honestly, I've done a lot of editing and rewriting in my time. And I, like, edited and rewrote, like, old works. And it's always the hardest compared to the new ones. Because to toot my horn here, I'm a better writer than I used to be. You know, progress. Editing your old work is sort of like scratching out your own eyes with guitar picks. Yeah, so it's a lot easier to edit stuff that, say, you wrote yesterday than you wrote yesteryear. Because yeah. more close to like your Yesterday. writing style, your your writing style now, or you know, just the fact that you're better than you were five years ago. And also, uh, this is for the genre writers out there, you know, I write genre, i.e., superhero, pulp, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, if you're writing a series that has like a real hard timeline, you know, that has to be followed, you no. Know, or at least the main story, not counting, like, side stories and whatnot. Yeah. Um, side stories. Uh, okay, Shaw and Reese Anyway, uh, yeah, um, try to stick to that main timeline. Like, don't do what I did and decide, like, oh, well, you know, I really want to write this novel. I think it's going to be the sixth in the series. So I'll start writing it now, even though I haven't published the first one yet. Don't do it. Because <laughs> then, like me, besides... One reason why I didn't finish it earlier, because I had all these other books I had to write to get to it. So yeah, listen to your old your old buddy Garrett. Uh, do not be like me. Keep a steady pace on your work, whatever you're writing. And... If, you, if you're writing in something that sets on a timeline, try to keep it in order. There. Uh, going the Gladiator Killer, coming out December 2022. <laughs> if the world still exists. It will. I know. <laughs> I've, been, I've been a doomer lately, dude. I was talking, I had a, uh, a really fun meeting yesterday uh, that was sort of pre-production for a couple of secret projects and like some some shit I've been working on in the music world for a couple of years with a big group of guys that <laughs> couldn't even be described if I wanted to. <laughs> uh, but it's it's a music project and a live performance project, multimedia project type thing. And um, we had this really good meeting, and I don't remember what I was fucking talking about at all because I was <laughs> describing this meeting. I just remember having a good meeting. Why did why did I bring that up? I'm not even high, Garrett. Like, I can't fucking imagine why we're getting, I lost my train of thought this fast. We're getting old. <laughs> I am getting old. We're getting out of oh, God damn it. Somebody rewind and comment about what I was fucking saying. I don't remember. <laughs> uh, well, you're talking about, being, you're we talking, talking about, about You're talking about being a doomer. Oh, yes. Thank, thank God. All right. I'm glad that there's someone here to remember what I'm fucking talking about and rambling on about. So I've been a doomer lately. I had a great business meeting yesterday, and this guy's talking about how his, 
you know, he's got all these design ideas to manufacture. He's got all these musical ideas. Um, he's got a, a music business service that he that is like real. It, it exists. I went and saw it and used it and touched buttons. I, like I know what he's doing, and this guy is doing some fucking cool shit. So I'm happy to be a part of it. But I was basically kind of like going through a business analysis with him because he's not a business guy. Like he hasn't run his own business. He hasn't run other people's businesses. He's a sales guy. He's an artist. He's a musician. He's got different different skills. And so we were talking and I was like, man, I see a significant downturn in the market over the next eight quarters. Like, I don't even know how much discretionary income people are going to have to devote toward this type of stuff, be it like boutique performances or um, specialized electronics or like we talked about several things, um, specialized audio services, really niche stuff. And I'm like, I'm concerned that there's going to be a really big um, lack of demand for these art artist services because people are just going to be fucking broke. Like, I don't think the world's going to end. I don't think the economy is going to collapse. But I think that all of this spending and so like, there's going to be a reckoning day. Like, the markets are going to have to hiccup. The real estate market is going to have to hiccup. The treasury bonds... Everything is going to have to hiccup. Everything is going to have to hiccup. So I, I'm thinking in my business analyses, I'm, I'm sort of like trepidatious, I guess I'll say, like cautiously borderline pessimistic. And uh, I think that like moving for that's why I make that comment about uh, December 20, 2022, if the world still exists. I, it's not that I think the world isn't going to exist or that some fucking cataclysm is going to happen. It's that I just think we're in for some fucking hard times, man. And like we're, I, I would, I would argue, sir, I would submit that we are in those hard times now. Really, you think? I would submit. I would submit. Hmm. <laughs> you know, I never would have thought that. You know, I, I believe past, the hardship past, has begun. This, this past, you know, twenty twenty is just such a great year. I mean, but 2021 yeah. has just been... <sighs> My fucking cat died, too. That shit sucks. Uh, Melinda. Yeah, I saw that, too. I'm yeah. sorry, dude. Shit sucks, dude. 2020 is a bitch of a year, personally. 2021. <laughs> yep. Whatever fucking year it is, Garrett. <laughs> 2021. You're, you got it. it. <laughs> that really... These two years really are... Bl- they are one year. Together. It's an eight-month yep. cycle. I mean, yep. an eight-quarter cycle. Sucks. There's this meme that uh, shows this dude all excited, but then next morning he's all sad. Like, what the fuck? And it showed him, like, look at the time for, like, New Year. Because, like, oh, 2020's about to be over. Thank God. But that it was, like, fucking, said December 31st, December 32nd. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate as fuck, dude. Accurate. What if we're still in 2020, but we just don't know it? Right, December 2022 is... The the deep state does not want you to know that you are in this... Still in 2020. (laughs) Really? Did you have to fucking fart at that? Come on. I'm trying my best here. (laughs) Could let it go silent. I thought you were wearing adult diaper. (laughs) This is a very poopy podcast. (laughs) Garrett's gonna title this one Zach's Depends <laughs> uh, that, Opinions question mark Zach's Depends 
Oh, I see the I see I, I see what you did there. That depends. That yeah. counts. It's it's wordplay. We're artists. We're authors. <sighs> I gotta piss. Oh, you do. Not hard enough to stop this. I'm just no. announcing. We're talking about bodily functions. I figured no. I'd let you know. No, let's stop it. I, I need to do the whole uh, transition. Anyway. <laughs> you should use a toilet flush for this transition. You know what, Zach? Maybe I will. Maybe I will. All right, folks. Uh, we'll be right back. All right, we're back. We're here. We're still queer. We are. Maybe we should do some new, more drugs. Like. We gotta do something harder to keep this podcast going. <laughs> uh, Zach, hand me my Jenkum. Jenkum. <laughs> yeah. Well, it just so happens I've returned from the bathroom. <laughs> you know what? I'm putting a kibosh on this now. No more. No deep. more potty humor. No, no more no. childish potty humor. No, no. Potty humor is good. Just let's focus away from human feces. Like, yeah. I, think, I think we are just gonna turn off our gas. The like, Garrett Shelky shit show. <laughs> There's a, there's a subtitle for you for this week's episode. Uh, oh, boy. Okay. I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry, too. I'm sorry to the listener. Like I said, I, I, it's been two months since I did a podcast. I promise that the future ones will be better. We need to stick to the outline. What, what fucking outline? <laughs> Actually, I will say this. I was looking at my anchor statistics the other day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, episodes involving you are actually pretty high. Really? Yeah. um, The two highest ones so far, I think, are uh, the one I did with uh, the great Noah Cicero, one of my favorite writers, one Mm -hmm. of my heroes. And another big one, I think the biggest one so far, was uh, Kalamazoo DJ and and the creator of Dance Music Needs You, Joel Oliver. Yeah. Those are like the two biggest ones, I think, so cool okay so uh god we were talking about summer because summer's about to end white boy summer yeah yeah uh and you know no uh i i can't say that i fully know the prophecies of chet hanks but i will say uh it's pretty good indication that white boy summer has ended uh because i'm sure you've been paying attention to what's happening over in afghanistan Hadn't heard of it. Oh, really? <laughs> now, folks... Uh, Enlighten me. Actually, folks, uh, I do want to say this. Um, you know the whole thing about people being like, oh, I was born in the wrong generation, or I wish I would have lived during this time. Mm-hmm. You know you know the time I always wish I would have lived in? Vietnam! Close. The end of Vietnam. The end of Vietnam. Like, the like, fall I, of Saigon. Yeah, that's why I wish I would have lived then, because I wanted to see... Because I've seen, I see in movies, I see it in books, seen it in books, yeah, I've read it in books. You know, Fall Saigon, Fall Saigon, where the North Vietnamese took over. You know, we evacuated people. You know, you see the epic pictures of you know the helicopters and the red the helicopters, sky. yeah. But you know what? I don't have to go back in time. Nope. Because we have our own Vietnam here at home. We fucking A right do, and I believe and, it was like twice the, yep, the yep, time. Uh, it, okay, you know what? These jokes suck. I'll just get right to the point. Yeah, uh, the war of Afghanistan is ended. We're ending. Yeah. We've been in that bitch for 20 years. 
and the Tao Man promptly took the fuck over. In like 20 hours. <laughs> yep. And you know, I don't mean to laugh. I, honestly, dude, the shit is fucking horrific. Like, I, I don't even know. Again, I think it's been well established on, on the record on this podcast that my political analysis is worth very little. But, um, like, it's, it's, it's really just fucking sad to watch it. Like, think about how much blood and treasure we fucking devoted to that shit for, tw- for two fucking decades. Yeah, almost was, half my adult, well, definitely more than half my adult life. Well, let's, let's my get to My entire adult life. Let's get to that. Uh, do you remember where you were at, what you were doing when the war Afghanistan started? I don't remember the specific... I mean, I think we've talked about how I, I definitely vividly remember September 11th. Oh, yeah. And so I would say ostensibly that is when it started. But obviously it's not. It's not. But uh, when we invaded Afghanistan, I believe I was living with Tariq. So I was living with a Saudi national who had whose family mm. had lived through the bombing of Beirut. So I was basically living with a person who fucking understood what was happening on an intrinsic level and goddamn did I have some of the best conversations of my entire life with that guy during the beginning of the invasion of Afghanistan um, because he was basically like these fucking Americans are coming into Afghanistan and it's a fucking rat's nest and they don't understand what they're dealing with and it's going to be a huge fucking problem and we're never going to leave it's going to be like Vietnam and I'm just like they're just gonna fucking carpet bomb the place and turn it into glass, right? And like, yeah, that shows the understanding yeah, that I went into. Yeah, it you're is. overthinking this, yeah, bro. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, honestly, it didn't. It, it didn't help them with the media because just like the Iraq War later, which I remember that story more vividly than Afghanistan. Sure, but basically, George W. Bush and his wonderful little neocon administration. The whole thing was like. No, this will be over a few days. No, we're just going to go in. I do remember and, uh, blah. them saying yeah. that. Yeah. No, it's going to be A-OK. Mission accomplished. And, the, well, that, and then there's the other thing. There was the famous photo op where they, they like had a boat outside San Francisco or I th- something. I think that was yeah. in Iraq after we put Saddam on the road. Right, but I don't think the boat was... It was implied that it was in Iraq, but it oh. actually was not. Like, it oh, was a photo it. op. Like, he just flew into fucking... Yeah. Like, just off the coast of San Francisco. Yeah, he just on. comes in. I like, don't know. Fact check me uh, on this, guys. But I'm pretty sure that's the yeah, story. He just comes in and, you know, we did it, bam. Eh. Right? Yeah, he flew in with his fucking jet fighter shit on because he was, like, he was a Air Force Reserve member or something like that. That I, I don't... Man, it's so crazy that that shit was 20 years ago. Because part of the, like, I remember it. I want to say clearly, but the more I talk about it, I don't remember it clearly. Yeah, I'm, I was a I'm, child. Yeah, I was fine. Yeah, I've been I was fine. a teenager. Yeah, I've been finding that too. Like honestly, yeah. I remember September 11th, and don't really remember much, including the start of the Afghanistan war. Yeah. But then I remember the start of the Iraq war. Like I remember probably CNN, you know, sure. watching how they had like. A fucking time clock, nuclear weapons, and and then yeah. the, the Donald Rumsfeld uh, clip where he was like, "There, we have known knowns, unknown knowns, yeah. known unknowns." And who he thankfully died this year, burning hell, Donald Rumsfeld. Seriously, I don't believe in that shit, but there is a hell. Of, fuck yeah, he needs to go there. 
he he has caused a lot of people from the United States to go to their death for what is, in my opinion, an Bullshit. outcome that's not worth it at all. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, uh, let's see. But yeah, so uh, how much have you been paying attention to like the recent developments? You know, as much as I can. I mean, I've been AP AP headlines and notifications. That kind yeah. of stuff is is basically what I've seen. Yeah, ma- mainly I've been, of course, listening to yeah, listen to Facebook updates. Right. Uh, talk about that. Listen to like all my favorite political podcasts, like Chapo Trap House and all that. No, they're talking about it. I've been listening to the audiobook of Game of Thrones. <laughs> That's the so there, media I've been consuming. There you go. So, pretty close. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, this reality is too much. Here, let me start off this chapter. Then he fucked his sister and threw the kid out the window so no one tell. <laughs> yeah. That's really that all I know. That's how it starts. <laughs> Honestly, when it comes to Game of Thrones, that's all I know. That part and, like, the shitty ending. That was kind of funny. Yeah, so I, I binged. All right, here's another sidebar for us. Let's try to stay on one minute on Game of Thrones from Zach Elmblad. All right, so I did not watch Game of Thrones the first seven seasons until about three to six weeks before the eighth season began. So for me, when I was a, a hotshot jackass, I uh, one of the identifying characteristics of my personality that I liked most was that I never I didn't have a TV for like eight or nine years. I never consumed media that way. HBO was the fucking devil. I would have never given them any money for anything. But then my brothers really liked Game of Thrones, and they were like, you should watch this shit. I, like, you're a filmmaker and a writer, and, like, you delve in fantasy sometimes. Like, you maybe just watch this shit. And so I watched it, and it was fucking good. And yeah. then my brothers are like, if you want to be a real homie... Now you gotta fucking at least listen to the audiobooks because the books are way fucking better. And I was like, okay. And so a couple of years went by, and now I am going through the audiobooks. And I will say the narrator is fucking amazing. And um, like my initial, I'm only, I'm, I'm almost all the way through the first book. And I will say that George R. R. Martin's style, I fucking like it. I know that there's there's been some controversy. I'm so I don't fucking know anything about <laughs> what people like about him or don't. But I I do notice that it's all very action packed and dialogue driven and and just pushes and pushes and pushes. And it has an alternative chapter division style where instead of having like chapter one, two, three, four, five, six, etc., or like uh, section breaks, um, each chapter is just titled. Um, the person that it's about, like the character development that it's about. So if it's about Cersei, it's Cersei. If it's about Arya, it's it's Arya. Which is really confusing when you're trying to go back to a section. But the prose, Jesus Christ, dude, it starts and then never stops for like fucking thirty five hours of this of this audiobook. You know, it's like it just goes and goes and goes and goes and goes. It's very cool, man. It's like well, a conveyor belt of prose. Funny enough, I've gotten that kind of criticism for my own writing. I, that's actually why I bring it up because it, it kind of reminds me of your writing style. Well, in a way. well, you, well, you see, notice I said criticism. I know, that's, I know, I know. That. Like someone's, I did have some reviewer by reviewer. I mean, like fucking random Facebook comment commentator wanting to uh, 
make me feel bad. Hurt, yeah. my, hurt my feelings. Yep. Says so something. Like, Little did she yeah. know. Oh, oh, you guessed it right. <laughs> <laughs> Granted, this was after an argument about Me Too and everything. Mm. After you know, basically when the Me Too founders signed with Joe Biden, despite his allegations. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so this, those allegations. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. So, the, so this com, com, commentator like found like a link to like a story that I did, and then like copy and pasted it to the comedy. Like, well, let's analyze your work. I'm like, wait, what the fuck? And they're like, this sucks. Just goes on and on. You just don't know when to stop this bullshit. I'm like, it. Wow. It's one of those great YouTube com. No, YouTube. No, those great. Great social media cont comments where it's just like, <laughs> yeah, oh, just, I see someone that. just yeah. goes completely insane. Yeah, well, I I I think that that's an admirable quality of your work, and I wouldn't describe it as that it goes on and on and on because what I meant to say uh, about George R R Martin's style was that it's just it's action packed. Like there's no there's no beat pauses. There's no time where it's like. Uh, I, I remember the reference I wanted to make okay. there, actually. Yeah. Instead, of, instead of my shitty story there, no Wells says it goes and goes and goes. Hmm. Death Grips. I don't know what you're you know, referring to. You don't know who Death Grips is? Nah. Holy fuck. Okay, never mind. It's, it's com- uh, your illusion it, has completely it, escaped me. Oh, uh, dude, you will love them. I'll show it to you after on YouTube later. All right. Anyway, um... Yeah, write that down. Write it. Anyway, um, to get back to Afghanistan, mm-hmm. here's just a few of my things. You know, just some of my ramblings. Yeah, uh, it was always going to end up this way. <laughs> like, I knew it back when Obama was in office saying he wanted to end it. I knew it when Trump said he wanted to end it. Yeah. Um, it's been the analysis since the get-go. It's a fucking, it's like a bunch of mountains with caves in it that you can completely not fucking well, find people. Well, I think the reason, the real reason is, if you compare it to Iraq, like, we made kind of like a puppet government out of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, puppet enough that we could assassinate foreign officials on their soil with no repercussion. Mm-hmm. Remember Iran. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but we just, we, that's how I, another great reason with, uh, they do the comparisons with Vietnam. Because... We could make a puppet government out of Vietnam. True. The North Vietnamese and the Viet Cong just would not back down. Just like the Taliban did. Yeah. Korea, too. Oh, well, kind of. North. What would eventually become North Korea? Then mm-hmm. we made South Korea. Yeah. And they're still our puppet government today. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Matt Christman of Chapo made this... Uh, made this made this point, and I do believe he's right, saying that the only way this outcome could not have happened is if we formally gave power over to the Taliban. Which we could have never done. Yeah, we would, face, we would yeah. never do that. We would never have, like, an well, official ceremony, like, government's yours now, buddy. Dare I say, I think that might be what Trump was positing for his second term that never happened. Oh, yeah. Wasn't uh, he in talks with the Taliban? Yeah, I think he actually had Taliban So much officials. has happened in the last yeah, five uh, fucking years, yeah. dude. I'm d- please correct me if but, I'm wrong. Yeah, I, I do remember I do He remember was that. negotiating with Yeah, them. he actually had, I think, Taliban officials at Camp David. 
Can you imagine if Obama Jesus. did that? Do you remember when um, Muammar Gaddafi stayed in a tent, like on the roof of the not of the uh, the UN Assembly Building? No, like that was a big controversy when the G the G eight summit was in DC. I think. Well, Hillary Clinton made sure he never did that. Again. Sure, fucking did. <laughs> sure, fucking did. Oh god, that. <laughs> Everyone, if you haven't ever seen it, look up Clinton Gaddafi YouTube. You'll see the whole famous, we came, he saw, he died. Ha ha. That could have been our president, folks. Yikes. Anyway, if, to continue, mm-hmm. okay, unless, yeah, this was bound to happen. There, unless we, like, give, like, a formal thing, just get the government yeah. over to them. I think you're accurate, man. I yeah. think you're right. Yeah, I think I that's a, a good a good quote to lean on. Yeah, I think yeah. whoever said that knew what they were talking about for sure. Yeah, Matt Christmas Chapo. But uh, another thing, just Biden said this uh, when he did his speech about how how they start pulling evacuating people, and it's it's just such a great admittance. He said simply like we went in there to make sure that Bin Laden and Al Qaeda would not have a base. That's it. We were not supposed to nation build, yeah. which is a great admittance because that's it what is. that's what America does. We go in and we fuck shit up. Then when we try to nation build, we either spectacularly fail, like Afghanistan. Yeah. I think Vietnam. the result the result is definitely that we fuck things up. But I I want to believe as a citizen of the United States, that that wasn't the at- intent from the get-go. I think that I, I want to believe that the the Council of Generals or whatever, who, whoever the fuck planned this shit, Dick Cheney or whatever it was. The Illuminati. Like, I don't want to take that cynical of a view of it. I want to believe that they thought they were doing the right thing and that the, the rat's nest showed itself when they arrived. Ooh, I will have that cynical view. Actually, I, 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 I take will, it. Take and, that I, view. and I will yeah. and I will get more cynical because uh, if you remember like the original neocon Bush doctrine mm-hmm. it is more so, hey, let's go in and take over these places and then and then under the the guise of terrorism and then uh, well let's just take their resources and give Jobs, you know, to our military contractors, aka mercenaries, Blackwater. weapons manufacturers, yeah. the military industrial complex as a whole. Yeah, that's, it's really what it was. It's like, yeah, let's try to build an economy and exploit the fuck out of this nation. Yeah, dude. I guess the the twenty year removal kind of really put a tint of rose in my glasses looking back at all this shit you really are right man i like because now now thinking about i just remember everybody talking about like because of course youtube wasn't a thing back then you were you were watching cable news or reading shit on news news groups and bbs's and, and stuff of like course that. looking up such great sites as rotten.com <laughs> sure sure over it. yeah but like I remember everybody citing that Eisenhower farewell address about the dangers of the military-industrial complex and about how now with mass media and the globalization aspect of news on the internet that it's coming 
gets boiling up to the surface faster. Like it took it took the those that oh god god damn it I can't remember anything that happened in history. Some man released a book about how the Gulf of Tonkin incident was could have been an inside job or like was. Uh, was I thought I thought that was confirmed. It it, it is, but I guess I. I I think there's varying interpretations about the severity of, or not the severity, or how how intent it was. I think they took the opportunity and then were disingenuous about the opportunity rather than they intended to use that opportunity for those purposes the entire time. Again, my understanding, very loose on this. Um, and I think, god damn, well, I'm losing my points I, th- I I really don't know what I'm talking about, man. I think it's very I think it's very obvious that like all I remember is bits and pieces of this. Like I'm saying, all my standout memory is a speech from the 1950s that was quoted. Actually, actually I time. did I did repurchase a documentary this uh, weekend okay. that centers around that speech called "Why We Fight." Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I got rewatched that. Hmm. Yeah, it does. It's a big documentary about the military industrial complex. I think what, I think it finally came to fruition. I think what Eisenhower was warning people about, they started to realize with Vietnam, and then fully began to realize in the early two thousands, and then now we've been fighting this war of information ever since with each other, not with foreign powers, not with the Chinese government, not with the Afghans, not with the Taliban. It's it's a saturation of of news. And all of it is conflicting because it's it's sort of ambiguous about what the timeline is because things could be accurate and then no longer accurate. And I think that's a big part of, like, think think about how closely tied the military-industrial complex is with the advent of the fucking internet. Like, it is a mind control op that grew outside of its boundaries. Like, it is a... a, 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 a a construct of like Rand Corporation and fucking like 1970s think tanks and IBM and fucking MCI Sprint and all all of those people, Ma Bell, all of those gigantic fucking companies that were sort of created out of the technological, um, the technological advances that brought on the telecommunications boom in the in the 1970s and 80s was then like sort of copy and paste it into the development of the internet except then there was all these internal like on the internet internal movements for international legislation for free speech on the internet SOPA, COPA, that's like like two decades into the history of that concept right like does a government, does the United States government control the internet because they made it does anyone control the internet? Therefore, that begs the question, does anyone control free speech? What is the arbiter, right? Like, and I, and I think that that is part of what happened with this whole thing is the, the United States wanted to just do business as usual. And not only was it an instance where we shouldn't and couldn't have done business as usual, but now we're in a technological position for the entire world to see it in real time. Oh yeah. So that, I think we that, spent we spent the extra 17 years there just trying to figure out how to make ourselves look better and we just could never do it. 
yeah, oh yeah. We well, we ultimately did bail, but they did, uh, but they did do steps like that. Like we barely ever say saw coffins of U.S. soldiers being brought back. Yeah, or if we, we did, it was all very ambiguous. The crying mom and the flag draped yeah. over. Yeah, yeah, and we. And unlike Vietnam, like, in Vietnam, it wasn't real time. They had news wires and shit. Exactly. Whereas here, it's like, oh, you can upload that video of this mangled body by IED. Mm-hmm. So, from the soldiers and from the people who did it. Yeah. Everybody has a, a, a camera in their pocket. Yeah, so really, the really this and Iraq were, like, the two big wars mm-hmm. as we entered the internet. Yeah, and that's really the truth, because when we started this, we were still on the model of, you're going to interpret this however CNN, MSNBC, and Fox News fucking spins it for you. Yeah, but... What they tell you is what you're going to fucking understand. Yeah, yeah, but then they remembered the lessons of Vietnam and seen all the wonderful media that came out of there. Mm -hmm. Some of the more iconic ones, like the monk burning himself to death, the child running away after being bombed by napalm mm-hmm. and of course you know the guy just shooting the Viet Cong sure right there. I mean they're, even think of like yeah let's try to not show that yeah. and and all the big mainstream media the big liberal media mm-hmm. complied they never showed they apparently never show that stuff and then the, the degenerate dirtbags like you and I would have to look up on Oprah and that we really wanted to see the good stuff yeah the good stuff, yeah, if you want to call it that. Yeah, I know. I had like a thousand yard stare thinking of the good stuff. Like, I don't know, man. There's so many. There's so many rabbit holes to open up there. Like, was it good for those images to be distributed so that people could come to grips with what exactly was happening in wartime or in? I, I in do. That, I know? do. I do wish they would have been distributed because I, I, I don't think it would stop the war. Because. Because protesting that did not stop Vietnam. But I think it would. I think it would have helped non-biased coverage. That's for sure. Well, and I'll get to the point why I'm saying okay. that. Because uh, a few hard things. Uh, okay. Ah, my track of thought. I know it's hard, it's man. Too, uh, all those drugs. Too much, yeah, too much <laughs> drugs. Too much drinking. God, we are just ruining ourselves. <laughs> I'm like no. Keith Richards, except he just. Yeah, never mind. He's still that living. Died. No, that the drummer died. I know. He, he's now know. he's now outliving members of his own band. Saying, like, the Keith Richards thing is like he, he's like pickled by drugs, right? Like, yeah. So I was trying to say I'm like Keith Richards, but I suck. That's that's what I was. That's the joke I was <laughs> trying to make. It's just bad. Yeah, and yes, yeah. Rip. God, what what is the drummer's name? I uh, fucking forgot. Uh, rest in peace, Rolling yeah. Stones drummer. Yeah, I'm. Oh, there's drummers that might listen to this that... You're a drummer. Charlie Watts. Charlie Watts You're a name. drummer. I am a drummer. And I like Charlie Watts. <laughs> uh, if, only, if only he had a real cool name like Neil Peart. <laughs> Who also died. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's totally yeah, dead. Definitely dead. Yep. Real dead. Rip. Okay, so... Uh, and Joey Jordison. Who? Joey Jordison from Slipknot also died. Oh recently. yeah, he did die. Yeah. A lot of drummers. Yeah, uh, you seeing a pattern here? Is I don't want to die. Yeah. That's what. <laughs> yeah, you better get back to playing sax only. Yeah. <laughs> sexy, sexy sax, man. Okay, so uh, 
So what I wanted to get at, too, was uh, Afghanistan. Yeah, one, one thing that I've... And I wonder, too, if this would have happened under Trump. I highly doubt it. Is that a lot of the early 2000s feelings and nationalism are resurfacing through this. Yeah. Mostly because... Uh, and this could be a real shock to American listeners. You know, you got to listen to what I'm about to say. It's sad but true. Is that we do not like looking like losers nope and we are lo- and we took and well we took a big fucking L that's a big fucking we are L taking the on biggest the global stage yeah we are taking yeah. the biggest fucking L right now imaginable yep and that has pissed a lot of people off especially some of these right wingers who claim that they're you know anti-war and all that like when this first started like they first started showing the evacuations and Literally, people falling from the plane as yep. they take off. Mm-hmm. I keep seeing the hashtag and even flags around, you know, impeach Biden. Why do they want to impeach Biden? Because he's making us look bad on a global stage. Right, because of course it's his fault. Even yeah. though it's a fucking 20 year four president endeavor. Yeah, yeah it's got to yeah, be the, the last guy's fault. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I have, we've, we've talked about Biden, Trump. These, these men are all fucking. They're lunatics. Monsters. Yeah, they're monsters. They're disgusting. They're they're products of big money. And lizard men. Yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah, they are, dude. I mean, I don't know how you could navigate a situation any better other than just saying, fucking A, bro. We fucked this. I mean, and he's pretty much saying that. Yeah, he is. He doesn't even, he can't, he doesn't have a fucking leg to stand on here. And like... It doesn't surprise me that you see hashtags and that sentiment propping up around it, but it is so clear that you're a fucking idiot if that's what you think. I, I think. Yeah. I, in my opinion. Yeah, it's well, just stupid to say, oh yeah, it's well, fucking Biden's fault. Well, Are you kidding me? Well, of course, a lot of these people, you know, the, you know what I would do types. And mostly, yeah. it would just involve, like, mass murder, like, oh, let's nuke Afghanistan, that kind right. of Right, well, exactly as I was describing, like, what, basically my sentiment as a as a 21-year-old or whatever was like, oh, we're just gonna nuke them, we're just gonna turn it into a fucking parking lot with a bunch of KFCs in it, right? Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, yeah, and 2003, I, war in Afghanistan, yeah. that's one year before I went to Egypt, like, that's, I I was in the middle of hanging out with all of those fucking yeah, people. Yeah, and, we're, and we're, we're joking about these chuds, obviously, as yeah. they should be mocked, yeah. but that really is an imperialist mindset of fuck yeah let's kill everyone yeah nuke yes and uh no i'm talking about these old 2000s nationalist imperialist mindsets and besides looking bad it's also because uh fuck losing that train of thought it's tough it's a tough topic man yeah, I think, I mean, we're just dudes, you know, trying to wrap our brains around mm-hmm. this shit. If, imagine how difficult it must be for maybe soldiers, oh, I, soldiers I, who I, fought there for fucking 12 yeah, years. That, like, yeah, that, no, well, now I remember my train of thought. I should okay. write this shit down. When I make important, <laughs> the outline. when I make important, profound statements that all my followers will listen to, it, is that, of course, they're blaming the Afghani people. Same as, as the same dumb racist bullshit as before, like, uh, just like in Vietnam too. Like, oh, they're too lazy to to fight back. They're too stupid. And I mean, look, and, at, the, and that, and look that, at the economic and, rise of Vietnam in the last twenty years. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and they're a communist country still. Yeah, like Cuba, they've seceded. 
and they keep seceding. The only difference is that we're not as hostile to them as we are Cuba. Mm-hmm. Probably because Cuba hasn't kicked our ass so thoroughly. But, uh, yeah, so... So that and that was just like in the beginning of the Afghanistan War too, was a def, was a reason for the takeover. It's like, oh, look at these people, blah blah blah. They harbor terrorists. Yeah, oh, you know, I we remember. Need, we, need, we need to take over. Yeah, I mean, I I remember the very common racial epithets that were launched toward uh, Middle Eastern folks as well. Oh yeah, I still hear them today. Yeah, you do. You, you I mean, do. I still I still hear hear shit today about Sharia law in America. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you hear all sorts of nasty shit, man. I, I don't know, I feel bad for fucking... Like, I mean, I have family and friends that were in the military that fucked their entire lives up over there, you know? Like, every, like getting fucking blown up in tanks and shit. Like, I just think it's so... Man, I don't know. I'm, I'm fucking hyper-cynical. I've been saying since we went that we shouldn't go and shouldn't have gone and that it's a big fucking mistake and a waste of money. But, like... Even my friends that were, like, dyed in the wool, like, I'm fucking going there, and I'm going to do something about it, and I don't care if you like it or not, I'm fighting for you, man. Like, like They all have that thought. But you have to. I don't know. Like, like, I guess so. I don't want that to not exist. We just get fucking railroaded by like, Uzbekistan or something like that. You, like, you got to have... I don't know, man. I don't know how society works. I don't want to fucking kill people. I don't want people to be killed on my behalf. I just want to, like, watch Netflix and fucking edit photos, you know? <laughs> like, I want my life to be propped up by hard, harder-working men than me, I guess, you know? And, and, like, that's the American sentiment. Like, I don't want to go to fucking Afghanistan and shoot fe- and shoot people. I'm not gonna. Well, uh, like, luckily for you, we are out of there, so we you don't are. have to do that. Well, where's the next place, you know? That's actually a very good question yeah, I was going to bring up question. later on. What do you think? Where, where would we invade next? I have... Honestly, two guesses. Um, a lot of people think, oh, let's invade China. That's not going to happen, folks. No. We Listen, Amer- we here in America, we invade smaller countries, mostly that are socialist or Islamic. We pick on those guys. We are never going to invade an equal superpower like China or Russia. It's not going to fucking happen. Iran's been on the short list yep, forever. That, that's going to be my Iran's first guess. Iran's been on there. the short list Iran. for 75 years. Yeah. Iran, and I was guessing either Iran or Venezuela. Crimea. Crimea. Crimean Peninsula, I think that. Oh, that oh, that I'm not sure because Russia controls it. Like I said, we are not going to go up with an equal superpower. No, we won't. No fucking way. Crimea, Crimea is the one thing that, that Europe would fall in line with the U.S. with and and stand against Russia. I don't know. Well, I, again, I'm, well, well, that's I'm a, a dumbass. Well, I don't know what I'm thing, talking about. That's not our thing since, you know, this Cold War Two. I guess we're in. Yeah. We're never going to, like, battle, like, the Russians, Russians or Chinese directly. It's going to be a... Uh, tell me if you heard this before. People we train. Yeah. And then we send them against one another. Yeah. Yeah. Sound oh, yeah. familiar? I mean, yeah. we've been doing that with Syria these past few years. Yeah. Maybe once in a while we'd be like, Oh, uh, uh, a Russian Russians accidentally shot at American planes. Will this lead to war? Oh, no, no, it's a misunderstanding. We're cool, bro. I saw something that, like, the the Finnish, um, like, equivalent of our State Department has now listed the United States as, like, a backward country. Yeah, I did yeah. see that. Yeah. 
I mean, kind of is. Our healthcare is atrocious. Yeah. We have fucking extremist high murder rates. Extremists, yeah, high murder rates. Extremists. The food's unhealthy. Everywhere. Water uh, quality standards are poor. Yeah, uh, we treat journalists like garbage. Yeah. The list goes on and on and on. It goes and goes and goes. Yep. So uh, yeah, there's there's a lot to be thought of there. Okay. Yeah, two two more things about Afghanistan that I'll end this okay. spiel. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, um, yep, yeah, it might fuck over Biden in twenty twenty four, because uh, not because he ended the war, but how badly we ended it. Yeah, it like could. I could see the next Republican. I don't think it'll be Trump. Sarah Palin. Oh God, no, <laughs> no, it's gonna be someone like candidate Tucker Carlson or something. Big Gretch. Big Gretch is going to run. Gretch and Whitmer, no. Big Gretch. Big Gretch 2024 till the end of time. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, no, I'm sure that there will be some fucking candidate, you know, roasted and put in brain Biden, saying, like, I want look, Big look Gretch up. with Verners and pasties on the White House lawn. Fuck yeah, yeah it's a, saying, like, you know, you know, look at look at how you did the pullout of Afghanistan. If I was president, blah blah blah, then people would believe it because people are fucking dumb. Yeah. And the more recent one where uh, the the Islamic State uh, bombed bombed it and uh, killed a shit ton of people, including thirteen Americans. I'm sure you have you seen those memes online show like bars reserving like thirteen beers for in their memory. You haven't been seeing that? No. Uh, dude, I'll show you. Uh, uh, you know what this reminds me of? What it will probably turn into? Hmm. Remember uh, a little thing called Benghazi mm-hmm. with Hillary Clinton? which Obama was involved too, but they mostly focus on Clinton now. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably what this is going to become with Biden, like his Benghazi. You know, the next chud fascist candidate be like, you let those 13 patriots die over DeSantis. there. DeSantis. Wait, who is he? Rick DeSantis, the governor of Florida. Oh, God. That's fuck. the one, dude. That's yeah. the guy. Yeah, That's it, the guy to watch. it's possible. That's the guy or to watch. Ben Abbott of Texas. Maybe, but I would I would say DeSantis is a stronger contender. Yeah, possibly. In yeah, my sure. alien yeah. point of view. I mean, it is totally possible. Yeah. I, he's see, a, he's I see a, Big Gretch on one side. And DeSantis on the other. Oh, that's well, what I see. Well, she's uh, she's calmed down from last year. One because of a uh, legislation passed by the Republicans. Yep. In part due to Unlock Michigan's mm-hmm. fucking stupid group, that that anti-mass, anti-vax group, and uh, they've made it so that she can't like make decisions like that. Anymore. Yeah. Which I guarantee you, they will put. Next time we have a Republican go. They will try to scrap that shit right away. But, uh, and of course, re-election coming up. She's like, oh shit, I can't put everything on lockdown again and get re-elected. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sure, Delta's running wild, but yeah, totally. Uh, maybe you should wear a mask. I don't mind. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, okay, final thing I've asked and we'll put this in the ground. Kind of like those 13 Patriots. Mm. Yeah, um... Yeah, know who I know is hasn't been getting the blame at all? Hmm. George W. Bush. Remember that yeah. fellow? Yeah. The guy who started this thing? Who, yeah, he's that painter from Texas, yeah, right? Yeah, that painter guy. That's what he's known for. 
No, fucking George W. Bush, the asshole that started this thing, yep. who has put us into this post-9-11 hellhole. You don't see he, any comments yeah, from he, Bush Ranch. Yeah, but he's not getting blamed for this. Like, Biden, Trump, and, and Obama are getting... Mm-hmm. And not even really as Obama. A, as, they, as they should be. But yes. Trump... But, not Trump. Yeah, Bush started this shit. Yeah. Why? But I, and I think I maybe know why. Because Bush is woke now. Because remember last, last year, because he, he came out that he was against Trump? Yeah. Yeah, so Bush is woke now. He's cool. So that means that we should not blame him for any of this. Yeah, the, the media is like, he gets a pass. He's just an old man. Just yeah, let he's him cool. retire. Yeah, he's cool now. Look, look, how, look how silly he is. He, yeah. He's sitting there trying to get his, uh, during the inauguration, he's trying to get the plastic cover on there. He's snuggling up to Michelle Obama, who he's definitely not fucking. <laughs> look, he's cool now. He's not a fucking war criminal. That got some, like, a fucking forever war that's now come to a semi-end. Political intrigue at the end of days here in the United uh, States. Dude, I'm joking, but it just pisses me yeah, off so sure. fucking much. Yeah, it's not and, right, man. And like I said, the fact that he got rehabilitated during the Bush era, and yeah. that's probably one reason why liberals aren't going to go after him because he was against Trump and probably whatever next Trump-influenced candidate's coming. Oh, I remember I got into an argument last year during an election cycle because, well, of course they were praising Bush, you know, for being woke as he is. I'm like, no, he's a fucking war criminal. What the fuck is wrong with you people? Yeah. Well, and one shithead liberal I was talking, I was arguing was like, well, we need Bush because you know we need to get people on the right to come over. I'm like, he's a fucking war criminal, yeah, you dude. idiots! Wow, god damn, you fucking people. So yeah, Afghanistan war, it's fucked. 20 years, longest war we've ever been to. What a goddamn fucking waste. All those people that died for nothing. Mm-hmm. All those corporations and, and mercenaries have just made a shit ton of money off this. <sighs> Fuck war. Yeah, dude. I think that's a good way to, to wrap that up. Yeah. Fuck war. I think uh, that message is pretty strong. I can get behind that. Ah, oh, God. I'm so angry. <laughs> There's a lot to be angry about, man. You know what? Let's end this on two our topics. They're both music-related. All right. Well, one's bad, and one's kind of funny in a dark sense. Which one you want to talk about first? Let's go with funny in a dark sense. Okay, um, Zach, tell me, um, have you ever heard of a band called Nirvana? Not once in my life. Really? You haven't? I've never heard of this Nirvana. I'm only familiar with the state of enlightenment implied by the term. Well, well, let's see. They uh, they were a grunge, back, grunge band back in the 90s. What is this grunge? Uh, we'll, we'll look up on Wikipedia later. Okay. <laughs> you know, they, they're kind of a big thing. You know, they may rip, ripped off the Pixies a little bit, but, you know, who mm-hmm. hasn't? And the Melvins. And the Melvins. This, this band I don't know yeah. of. Yep. Yeah. It's a band, you say? Yeah, it's a band. And uh, back in the day, they put out what was considered one of the greatest albums of all time, called Nevermind. Mm-hmm. And uh, on that cover was a uh, naked baby swimming after a dollar bill. Mm-hmm. Well, it's been, well, it's been like 30-some years, and uh, that baby is growing up, 
now he's suing the Nirvana and uh, claiming that they produce child pornography of him. Quite a litigious claim, yes indeed. Quite a litigious claim. Okay, so... But founded. Okay, so you have heard about this. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. That's one good thing about the way that we do jokes. Sometimes you can't tell where we're <laughs> Yes, I, I, I'm, I'm aware of this situation, and I've read some of the bits and pieces about the legal proceedings. He's suing, like, so like 10 or 12 different parties for $130,000 each or something like that. Ba- ba- like, the, the, the photographer, the the um, band members, the public publicists, like a bunch of people. Well, here, yeah. well, here's the story, and uh, reading it from uh, TV6, KWQC. KWQC? What city? <clears throat> I have no clue. Some Minneapolis? <laughs> it might be, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> 30 years after you featured on the Nirvana Nevermind album cover as a new baby, Spencer Eldon has filed a lawsuit against the band. Mm-hmm. In a suit filed Tuesday, Eldon's lawyer claims that the photo, God damn it, photo of the four-month-year-old baby swimming underwater with his genitalia exposed constitutes child pornography. Yeah. The suit said Eldon has suffered and will continue to suffer lifelong damages because of what the lawsuit is called commercial child sexual exploitation. And uh, here's a photo of Spencer uh, taken back in, uh, well, oh, okay, I don't know what it's taken, but he's grown up. Yep. There he is recreating Recreating it. it. And yep. he, he has Nevermind tattooed across his chest, by the way. Yep. 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 He's, he doesn't have much ground to stand on, considering he has in himself been, uh, like, gaining from from that situation yeah. for his uh, entire life. Well, before we get there, let me read more. Kirk Cobain chose the image depicting Spencer like a sex worker, mm-hmm. grabbing for a dollar bill that has position dangling from a fish hook in front of his nude body with his penis explicitly displayed, the lawsuit said. Penises exist. Do they? They uh, do. Or are they just part of our imagination? <laughs> they they are what is craven pe- images and cannot be depicted. What is a penis? And you know what was life? <laughs> the complaint said that the band used the shocking nature of his image to promote themselves and their music at his expense. And that the music industry commonly used album covers posing children in a sexually provocative manner to gain notoriety, drive sales, and guard mere attention critical reviews. The lawsuit cites Scorpion's version killer, Blind Faith, Blind Faith, and Van Halen's Bounce as examples of exploitation. Now, um, okay, I will comment on this part right here. Because, uh, I know, I actually looked these, uh, albums up. Mm-hmm. And they're all on Wikipedia. Now, the Scorpions, who are most well known as Rock Me Like a Hurricane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it features a, four, a 14-year-old girl naked on the cover posing Ugh. explicitly. And then there's, like, a fake crack where her uh, vagina is to not show that part. But, yeah, you you can see everything. And uh, hmm. I would put that as exploiting. Yeah. Bl- Blind Faith uh, features another prepubescent girl. And uh, 
keep in mind, this is all on Wikipedia. I'm not Googling this shit. Sure. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's a naked girl from the top up holding an airplane. And, uh, finally, Van Halen's Balance, uh, features, uh, how should I describe it? It's a prepubescent boy sitting on a, uh, what do they call this thing? A teeter-totter? Mm-hmm. Like, and they, they wanted, I guess, do, like, some, some, like, duality theme. So, like, one of it had, like, the kid just sitting all calm. But then, like, his conjoined twin, like, was raging out. And he was shirtless kid. Out of all of them, uh, here's how I would say it's different between these albums and the one on Nirvana. Nirvana just has, like, a baby just swimming. Yeah. And, like, it's a baby, so it doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, there's a lot of baby dicks on Facebook. Yeah, baby dicks, yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah. The difference between that and these ones is that, uh, especially with Virgin Killer and Blind Faith, is that the kids are actually posing. Yeah, man. And they have what I call the bedroom eyes. Like, their eyes are a little slanted, their mouths are a bit open. Yeah. It's a very sexual face. Yeah. And uh, Van Halen's Balance doesn't really feature that. Like I said, they have more of a thing. But, yeah, I can see why they use those for examples in their lawsuit, because yeah, they man. are bad. It's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, hard, it's hard to look back on that. Um. Like, you can't just blanket statement it away by saying something to the effect of, well, it was a different time. They did, Be- they did, they and did I know make that, that are trying to say that. But I think, I think the root of that argument is this is so clearly art. And I think the, the Supreme Court delineate, delineation on what is obscene and what is pornography literally is like, it, it's like named after one of the. Supreme Court justices from the time and it's like the this person's name test and the the quote is effectively I don't know how to describe pornography but I know it when I see it. Yeah. And it's exactly. basically it's basically like you you sort of have to put all of those images side by side and say well this one is and this one isn't. Like there is a line that has to be drawn but famously we've never been able to draw that line and I think that line probably goes right through the center of that baby dick Yeah, because it is clearly art it's clearly art but it is also baby dick baby dick and it is you know I think what from my understanding of what I've read is that he's saying what makes it sexually explicit is that the inclusion of the dollar bill on the fish hook makes the makes him analogous in the photo to a sex worker, yeah. which was the stated intent. And I think that since that was the stated intent, that the intent of the art is now being uh, characterized as exploitative. And I think that that is the closest you can get to... Um, Arguing that this guy probably deserves some type of monetary uh, damages. Yep, indeed. Uh, he said that he's uh, asking for $15,000 from each defendant, including Kirk Weddle, Courtney Love, Dave Grohl, Chris Nolzevic, Universal Music Group, Dave Greffin Company, yep. and are responsible for the late Kirk Cobain. Yeah. I, man, I, I see this getting settled out of court. 
and going away in I, like I, less than two I, months. Yeah. I don't see it happen. I don't yeah. see him winning because uh, he'll never. Win. He, well, he well, will. He will win. He'll win effectively. He'll get his money, but he'll have well, to he, sign he, na- even, non-disclosure even, agreements. Even that, I don't think it'll happen. Plus, I, I'm pretty sure the dick tip has been photoshopped off since like 2004. Or oh, it has. Yeah. Like, they don't sell it with the baby dick on Oh, well... There's either a sticker over it, or it's just photoshopped off entirely. Yeah, well, uh... Well, I don't think he'll win for two reasons. One, he's he's done numerous uh, recreations Mm -hmm. of it. And he has, like, you know, of course, it tattooed on him. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, you know, he's saying that, you know, oh, they exploited him. Right, but it's it's been a a mark of pride on his personality for his entire life. I I write in other articles, but I couldn't find any before I came here. But apparently, this really came about because uh, he owns an art gallery, and he invited Dave Grohl and Chris... Novoselic. Yeah, to it, but they never responded. This pissed him off, apparently. He was like... You know, I was on the cover of your greatest album. Shouldn't you know who I am? No. They probably do know who he is, yeah. but that doesn't mean that I can go to every fucking party for everyone who invites me to one. Yeah, yeah. so he's pissed off, and then he then goes around and says, yeah, you know, they exploited me sexually back then. <laughs> yeah, it's so... A stretch. No, it's a really big stretch. I know. What he Tossing really, a baby in a pool and taking a picture of it yeah, is a that, little, little... Yeah, so that, and just the fact that he claimed that it's child pornography, it's like, he just went right to the jugular. Yeah. Which he really should have done. What he should have done was, well, just say that his image has been used. Without and, his permission, yeah. Well, not even without his permission. It's just that he hasn't gotten anything from it since then. But he did. And if you, yeah. and if you look back... Originally, I guess, like, his parents sold the rights to it for, like, 200 bucks. I mean, mean, that's how much you just, you would pay for the rights to a photo, though. I I mean... I know, but... That's the material possession. I know, and this is where I'm saying that he could probably made a better argument. Was saying, like, no, they never imagined it would have gotten this big. Become one of the greatest albums of all time. Yeah. No, then when they, they sold have. it off. But that's, well, I that's mean, who, the nature who, of art. I mean, yeah, I mean, who yeah. could really? Yeah. No so, one could have. So I guess he probably could have made it better if he just talked about his image in general. Yeah. And maybe not be so hostile to it. Just saying, like, hey, I'm going just, right to the CP. Yeah. Just saying, like, hey, I just yeah. want what I think is probably mine. Yeah. Instead of saying, like, you know, Kirk Cobain exploited me sexually. <laughs> it's like, uh, shit. And it kind of just makes you look like an insane money grab. And opens you up for a, a counter suit for defamation of character as well. Yeah. And funny enough, too, when I was research, when I looked up these other albums that they cited, Blind Faith, you know what they promised the girl in that? This is why I remember when I was looking up Wikipedia this weekend. Hmm. Apparently, the story of how that album cover came about was like the photographer saw a girl in the London Underground that he thought would be like the perfect model. But then he visited her, and it turns out she was too old for his taste. So they went for her sister, who was younger. And apparently they convinced her to do the photo shoot by, uh, this is the older sister also take part in this, mm-hmm. by claiming that she did the photo shoot, they would give her a horse. Instead, they gave her 40 pounds, which is basically 40 bucks. Wow. Wow, yeah. Um, yeah, wow. 
Did she win a lawsuit? I don't think she ever filed one. Okay. Actually, none of them, like the girl from Virgin Killer or Blind Faith or Van Halen, none of them, as far as I know, filed lawsuits or anything. It's mostly like looking at it now and be like, Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's, wow. Uh, there's all sorts of stuff that you look back on from yeah. media from the 1990s that made me fucking squeamish, yeah. man. Even stuff that I really like. I told you I was going... I finished the Dark Tower series. Yeah. That's full of cringe moments, dude. Oh, yeah. The way that or, black um, people are described in that fucking book is just well, unacceptable. It's, it's, well, it's, it's not even really that. It's more like, especially since we're in that age of it, thanks to QAnon, you know, child exploitation, save the children. Right. I mean, that's co-opting a, a real issue, though, because there yeah. are fucking... Yeah, and then take it to, like, your extreme level. Yeah. The nth degree. Yeah, so... So, yeah, wow. The world's fucked up, man. We're heading towards Hunger Games. so, as we learn here today, do not put naked children on your fucking album covers. You know, I'm just gonna throw this out there. Even if you I didn't need to be told that. Really? <laughs> I did not need to be told that. I guarantee you, here on the Gareth Shelkey Podcast, you buy a number of my books now, all available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, you name it, I will never have a naked child on them. <laughs> never. There's, there's hidden baby dicks in every single no, one. No, there Garrett's isn't. Fucking books. Stop. Stop. <laughs> stop. I don't need, like... I really don't need, like, someone trying to, like... Let's take a closer look at this image. Right. They, they zoom in and what is interpret what, something what, as baby. What is what is Shulky hiding? No, there's this fight between. Fun gun- fact: Gareth Mannion's thumb is a baby dick. No, no, no. See, in this picture, Godin is fighting a werewolf. But what if he's actually jerking off a baby? <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude! <laughs> We're gonna get pulled off iTunes. We're not on iTunes. That's the, of all the places I've tried to get on, I can't get on fucking iTunes. <laughs> because we talk about baby dicks? No, it's because of the deep state. <laughs> the they, deep state. You no, know, they don't like the fact that I said we should have pulled out of Afghanistan years ago. <laughs> Steve Jobs' uh, disembodied and preserved head. Tim, Tim Cook's severed left nut. Uh, wait, Tim Cook? That, yeah, the... Uh, He's the CEO of Apple, isn't he? Uh, oh, he is. Oh. I don't know. I honestly I don't, don't know. know. Well, let's talk about the other things. Pretty sad. Um, apparently, St. Cloud Posse are going off farewell. Yeah, I read that, man. Heart failure. Violent J. It's sad. Well, it's kind of uh, overblown, I would say. You think so? Uh, yeah, because um, this is how he explained it. Okay, he's suffering from heart failure, mm-hmm. which has so far mostly been him like out of breath. Like, when he goes, like, the mailbox Tachycardia or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Like, it's not like he had a, <gasps> and then tumbled over. Yeah. So, actually, it sounds like they caught it, like, in time to, like, treat it. Yeah. So, that's good. good. Good for him. So, that's good. But, uh, it sounds more like they're not going to stick to, like, the insane touring schedule they've had yeah. since the beginning, pretty much. Yeah, but they're going to do, like, monthly shows yeah. or something Yeah, like monthly that. shows, and they're still going to... Do like their holiday stuff. Juggalo gathering. Yeah, and they're still going to put out music and other media. It's just not like, hey, let's do like 
10 shows a week. Isn't it so crazy how wholesome ICP became as time went on? Yeah. You know? I, yeah. I, I think we've talked about this several times. Oh, yeah. a frequent topic of yeah, we, conversation. We, both, both you and I, I don't know if we would call ourselves juggalos, but we are. I don't fans. think I could reasonably call myself a juggalo. Same, same I here. Certainly I appreciate that I know. culture, I, man. I love, very I, nice. I, know. I love ICP, but I'm just not so much into the juggalo culture that I could Me call myself. It wasn't my thing, but uh, goddamn, the, the juggalos that I hung out with and that took me in, they were v- very nice fucking people, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've dated two juggalos and juggalettes in the past. Yeah. And, uh, so, so, yeah, man, uh, so yeah, it sounds like sad news, but I'm glad that he's like sticking yeah, to his health. Sure. And he's still gonna be performing. I mean, once a month ain't fucking bad. Nah. Especially for guys who've been around for thirty years. Yeah, I'd be willing to bet he's making a couple hundred K per show too. Oh yeah. yeah. And really, if you look at it, they they will never, of course, get this respect, but they are definitely one of the greatest indie bands of all time, like bar none. Grateful Dead level, absolutely. Yeah, great. absolutely. Yeah, I mean, look, look at what all they accomplished. Look at the culture they created, and again, look at their insane touring schedule. Yeah, and they always sell out too. Because like I've, iconography I've, 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 that's like th- think like the Malenko face. Yeah, like that is so identifiable in the same way that the the de- the Grateful Dead skull logo is yeah. like people just have it on their car and you know what that or the, the Hatchet ha- Man the Hatchet Man yeah. logo more so yeah I think in the 90s probably the Malenko thing but then moving on oh, yeah. the Hatchet that, Man for sure yeah and yeah. uh yes yeah, so, yeah really both of them are like middle aged now mm-hmm. and like I said they just have insane touring schedules so yeah. it's like at this point you know, like how long can you keep going yeah. I mean, another band that would technically count as indie, I guess, the Ramones. Sure. They, they've had something similar. And, oh, shit. <laughs> okay. My chair just dropped like six inches. No, yeah. but if you look at the Ramones, they are very similar to ICP in that sense when it comes to like mm-hmm. just work ethic and touring schedule and level of fame. Yeah. They went up to like the not, I think like the early mid 90s, so they finally called it quits. Mm-hmm. And then the members just. Like, straight up called it quiz. Not like ICP, where it's like, oh, we're going to do, like, one show a month, then this and that. Like, straight up, done, we're finished, we're out of here. Yeah. And then they just, all the original members, you know, Dee Dee, Joey, Johnny, Tommy, are all fucking dead now. Mm -hmm. They all dropped dead pretty much shortly afterwards. Yeah. So, hopefully, yeah, uh, Island J will not drop dead, thank God. We're hoping. Actually, I'll bow to both of them. He's probably the healthier of the two. I mean, like, he had weight problems and, like, mm-hmm. panic attack problems, but uh, Shaggy was, like, is, like, the Dope real... is in his name. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's like, the real one who, like, really done, like, the hard partying, like, yeah. alcohol and pills. Yeah. I guess, like, in 2001, he... I think it was 2001. He revealed at Howard Stern that he had to stop doing that because uh, he was about to get on. Um, what do they call that liver disease when you drink so much? Oh, cirrhosis. Cirrhosis. Yeah, he was liver. like on the verge of getting it. So they're like, dude, you have to stop. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I guess well, a little over a decade late, two decades later, yeah, it finally comes to Violent J, something that's mm-hmm. so bad that he has to stop, slow down. Yeah. Yeah. 
So yeah, uh, all we here at GSP wish Final J the best. Whoop whoop ninja. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean, it sounds like I'm making fun of him. I'm not. Oh, I'm really man, not. Wow. No, I, no, I like ICP. I respect their work ethic. Mm-hmm. If you can get a copy of Behind the Paint, his memoir, get it. That's the reason why I like them, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, because beforehand, I was like like a pro Eminem, oh, ICP gay kind of guy. Mm-hmm. But then I read that, it just changed my perspective. Yeah, dude. A lot of thought went into that music. They knew what they were doing from the get-go. Like, they built a fucking community to support them and then supported that community back. Like, it's such a... I mean, I'm glad that I sort of threw an analog out there to the Grateful Dead because it's such a similar story, man. Like, they... If I I had to choose, I will hang out with Juggalos or Deadheads. Any fucking... I can't say that. (laughs) A lot of my good friends are Deadheads. I I really hate... I kind of really hate the Grateful Dead. I I mean, I kind of hate jam bands in general. Only one jam band I like, and that's Dave Matthews Band. Fuck you all, crash into me. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Oh, God. Are you kidding that's me? That's the sound of a microphone falling. Yeah, our mic fe- my mic fell because great production value. You know what? We should just end it here. That, this is a great way to end it. This is a great way to end with the mic fumble. Yeah, plus I should probably get going because 445 tonight at 7 o'clock I am going to the shitter section in Grand Rapids Mm -hmm. actually it's in the stash their front venue Mm -hmm. and I'm seeing the get up kids nice legendary emo emo band that's hilarious I saw the get up kids in like 2002 really how were they they were good they opened up for Green Day Oh, nice. Yeah, that was a long time ago, man. You want to hear a fight? That album with the robot on the front of yep. it? Yeah. Yeah, yep. I think my, that's what they were supporting at the time. Yeah, my... Uh, Something intro. to Write Home About? Yep. Is that the yep. name of it? Yep, that's it. My, my mind is like a steel trap. My my intro to them was the album Guilt Show. Okay. Unfamiliar. Yep. And uh, funny story about them, too. Uh, I guess uh, they are talking about... I read on Wikipedia, of course, about their influence... I guess Pete Wentz of Fallout Boy has stated that uh, that there were no get up kids, there would be no Fallout Boy. That's how much they influenced them. Hmm. Then I guess like I don't know which member of Get Up Kids went on record saying like, "Yeah, well, this is how we did music back in the day. And this is the scene we came up in. It's totally different from Fallout Boy." And uh, yeah, we apologize for that because we really don't like Fallout Boy's music. Music. Yeah, that's, that's not a good way to take a compliment. Yeah, it's kind of like Tom Morello of Rage's Machine when he heard about Fred Durst praising Rage. He was like, yeah, sorry, we, we really did not want to inspire the new metal genre. It's kind of the same way. It's like You don't get to choose the art that people make when they're inspired by you, man. I know, but I just love these old, these yeah. slightly older, more influential... Musicians, fellows. musicians and bands just saying like, yeah, we're sorry. We didn't meant to inspire the shittiness. Dude, 1999 nostalgia is big right now. Oh, yeah. The new metal is back, baby. Yep. I mean, it's vastly, it sounds vastly different than what we're used to. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just a bunch of white guys <laughs> scream rapping at you. No. Nope. God, uh, what? 
Henry Zabrowski, when they did a uh, series on this serial killer who I can't remember the name of, they called him, like, the new metal serial killer because he was really into, like, new metal. Hmm. He said, like, it, they were talking about new metal, obviously, their own memories of it. Henry Zabrowski says something like, yeah, you know, there's nothing I like more than a guy, guy a mohawk and a lip-piercing rapping at me. That's <laughs> accurate. But yeah, I'm seeing Get Up Kids tonight. I'm very excited cool. about that's that. That's awesome, man. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm doing, everyone. And uh, I thank you all for listening. GS, hashtag GSP is back, baby. Yeah. Yep. All right, uh, Zach, let's hear some pluggables. Pluggables. Uh, follow me on Instagram for three-year-old content at Elmblad underscore media underscore group. Um, I still have the same things to promise that I've been promising for the last three years, which is the continued work on my fourth novel, Normal on Trial, and my upcoming collection of short stories, Reckless Abandon. So look forward oh, nice. to the future for me. Well, as as always, you know, with me, GarrettShalke.tumblr.com, the main website for everything. Uh, check out the website on Anchor, Spotify, not iTunes. They'll probably never go up there, despite my efforts. Uh, on Twitter, at Shalky Podcast. Uh, got the Facebook page. And, uh, yeah, we're out here. Thank you, folks. Here is the outro song.